Hello everyone, welcome to Birdcast, the only podcast recorded inside the live aviary. Except we're not in a live aviary today, we're in a bird cooking kitchen, learning how to make some recipes for birds. Birdcast has invited back a guest previously on, and they will be able to teach you how to make bird recipes for a New Year's bird feast. So let's go into the bird kitchen. Okay, as Kai said, he asked me today to do some cooking, which I feed to my parrots and finches. So, I am going to tell you my recipe for my New Year's celebration cake, which I give to both my parrots and the finches, and they all seem to like it. So, the basic ingredients are, and none of these are expensive items, I generally buy them from the two major supermarkets, although sometimes I also go to my local specialty stores. So my basic mixture is some dry figs, and the ones I'm using today came from one of the major supermarkets. They're just Australian dried figs. I chop up coarsely about six of them and then put the rest into the food processor. To that, I add some natural pecans, and these ones, again, come from the major, one of the major supermarkets. They're natural, which means they're unroasted and unsalted, which is a really important thing. You don't want to be giving salt to either your companion parrots or your Avery parrots or your rescue parrots because uh, salt's not good for them, just like people. So there's, uh, I put about half a cup of pecan nuts. Uh, before I put the pigs in, uh, the figs in, I coarsely um, chop them just into some strips. Just makes it easier on the food processing side of it. I use a polenta, so I put a cup of polenta into the dry flour mix. To that, I add some Aussie semolina. I use about a quarter of a cup of that. It's a, uh, just a general supermarket one, but I try and buy the organic version. I, to that, add quarter of a cup of organic white rice flour. I just find the organic is healthier for the birds because it has less pesticides and sprays within the plants. I then add some white quinoa seeds. Most people would know them as a superfood. And again, I try and source the organic ones. Again, just bought that from a major supermarket. I also then add in a quarter of a cup of organic linseed meal. And I also add a quarter of a cup of buckwheat canals, again organic, into the food processor because they're quite chunky and the finches can't quite uh, eat them if they're not food processed. Into that dry mix, I add the food processed figs and the pecans and the buckwheat and then I put five or six organic eggs depending on the size of the eggs. Small ones obviously I'll put six if I've got five reasonable size eggs, I'll just put five. And to that, I add a tablespoon of hemp seed oil. Hemp seed oil is really good because it's rich in omegas 3, 6, and 9, which often 
is missing from people's and birds' diets. So um, this is a Tasmanian hemp seed oil. I did buy it though at just one of the majors, major supermarkets, and I chose this one because again it has no chemicals or preservatives or added uh, additives put into the oil itself. So it's relatively chemical free. So to start off with, I'm just going to finish chopping up these figs and then put them into the food processor. Okay, so I have coarsely chopped up six of the dried figs, as you'll know, figs in the inside have the little seeds. And someone told me the other day, they feed their birds, their finches, by just squashing a ripe fig onto the wire. But their finches were undercover, so for them it wasn't an issue, because otherwise sometimes birds of prey come around because the birds are hanging out the front of the wire. So I don't do that, but they do that because their birds are undercover. So into the food processor, I've put those six coarsely um, chopped figs, and I'm putting half a cup to quarter of a cup of pecan nuts. And then I also put in some buckwheat canals. These are, again, like I said, organic. And it's just from one of the major supermarkets, nothing special. So I put in quarter of a cup of those. So um, for those who don't know, buckwheat is a source of whole grain, but it isn't actually a grain. It's a type of herb. So it, uh, it isn't actually wheat as such, even though it says it's buckwheat. It's not actually wheat. And I'm sure you can Google that and find out for yourselves. So this has just gone into a cheap, we just have a cheap, um, unbranded food processor. So I'm just going to give that a quick whiz. And I'm just checking to see that it's all coming up nicely. Now before I go on uh, adding in my dry ingredients, I am going to switch the oven on. I just have a standard electric oven, nothing fancy, and I'm putting the heat onto 170 degrees Celsius. And I've also got two round tins. You can use square ones, it really doesn't matter, it's just that I have round baking tins. They are about 30 centimeters diameter, and because I'm making a larger mix, I actually have two of these, and into the baking tin, I have put cooking baking paper so that the mixture doesn't stick to the tin as it's cooking. So I've mixed up and food processed the figs, the buckwheat canals, and the pecan nuts. So I've now got myself a nice mixing bowl, and into this, 
I am going to put most of my dry ingredients. So to begin with, I've got the white quinoa seeds, and I am not cooking them or anything prior. I'm just putting in a quarter of a cup of out the packet white quinoa seeds. You can use black ones if you want. I just prefer to use the white ones. Then I am going to put quarter of a cup of Australian semolina and that's just going straight into the dry mixing bowl at the moment. So as you would know uh, semolina is a wheat and this one is an Australian organic semolina wheat just out of my major supermarket store. And then I am adding into this dry mix a quarter of a cup of white organic rice flour. Like I said before, I prefer to use the organic ones with birds simply because it means the plant that the ingredient is grown from has been exposed to less pesticides and poisons. So this is all just going into the mixing bowl. Then into this I will put a tablespoon of organic linseed meal. I think I did actually get this from a health food shop, but it wasn't expensive. Linseed oil, again, has a lot of really good uh, oils in it. And then just from my local Italian supermarket, I've got some everyday cornmeal polenta. And I'm actually going to put a cup of this into the dry bowl. Then into my dry mix, I'm just going to give it a quick uh, stir around with just a normal spatula. So into my dry mix bowl, I'm now going to add in what I've got in the food processor, which is the figs and the now food processed pecan nuts and the buckwheat kernels. So they're all going now into the dry mix bowl. that dry mix I'm now going to add I've got quite large eggs I'm now going to add five large eggs these again are farm grown eggs where I know I haven't been exposed to lots of processed type materials my five eggs. And now I'm just going to give that a bit of a mix. This five eggs you know, are quite soggy. 
So that's giving it a bit of a mix, and then I'm going to add a well in the middle of a sort of roughly mixed egg into the dry mix. And into that, I'm going to add a tablespoon of the hemp seed oil. And then I'm just going to hand mix it all up with the spatula in just the mixing bowl. So the mixture, because it's a little bit wet, does cling together and actually separates off the side of the bowl wall. an everyday food for my parrots and finches. This is a special treat. They usually only get it once, sometimes twice a year. Uh, sometimes for Easter I might make an Easter one, but this one is for New Year because here's to a very different 2022 for everyone. So now I've made that mix up, it's pretty much uh, removed itself from the sides of the wall. If you find that it's sticking, that's probably because there's a bit too much moisture in there. Maybe you put just a little bit too much hemp oil or maybe uh, your eggs were slightly bigger. If you find it's just sticking and um, not coming away from the bowl, just add a little bit more of the rice flour. Um, to dry out the mix a bit. So my oven has now reached temperature of 170. I'm going to split this mix in half and put half into one of the 30 centimeter baking pans and half into the other. And because it's come away from the sides, it just basically drops out like a piece of dough. Now because there's no really raising agent in this New Year's treat, it will be quite flat. So I'm just going to push the lump of dough into the pan so it's spread out evenly and it will not rise because there's no rising agents. Rice flour doesn't have rising agent in it. Um, the salmon at Molina doesn't have any raising agent in it. This is not an SR flour type event and there's no yeast in this. So I'm just pushing them down nice and flat like if you've got a polenta bread um, at a store it's flat it's a flat type cake. Okay so it's all pushed in. I don't put the eggshells in, some people do, I don't. Okay, so now I've got my two little cakes. I am going to pop them into the oven. I usually give them about 25 to 30 minutes to cook through. 
they won't really, like I said, raise and they certainly won't really brown off. But I will come back in 30 minutes and see if I think they're cooked through. Okay, so we're back here. Now while I'm waiting for my last few minutes of cooking, I decided to just have a look at uh, using Google to see something about buckwheat. I know it's a gluten alternative, but it says that uh, common buckwheat is a plant that's obviously grown for its seeds, and buckwheat gets used for lots of other species as well, but mostly it's for Sagopyrum esculentum which is the common buckwheat plant. So there are various species of buckwheat and even though, like I said before, it's called buckwheat, it's not actually related to wheat at all. It's not a cereal, it's not even a member of the grass family like wheat, normal wheat is. Buckwheat is actually related to sorrel, knotweed and rhubarb. And it gets harvested over the many centuries because of its culinary use of the seeds, the little triangular seeds. So buckwheat's been cultivated for centuries. It's a very short season crop that grows in really uh, poor soils. And if you put too much fertilizer on a buckwheat plant, it usually will kill it or it just won't grow at all. So it's actually a very poor poor soil growing plant. So what's good about buckwheat? Well buckwheat groats which are those little seeds uh, are the seeds of a flowering plant. Frequently they put them in recipes particularly in raw food diets and they also make various noodles and flour that you'll know like soba. What are the benefits? It improves your heart health it reduces blood sugar. This is obviously in people. It's clearly gluten-free because it's not a grass like wheat. And uh, because of that, that's why it's often seen in gluten-free diets and health food shops and places like that. It's a really good fibre. There's lots of claims that it protects about various illnesses. But it's a great source of plant protein which is why it's a useful thing to put into a New Year's cake because it will give your birds a nice boost of protein. So I'm just going to check the oven and see what's happening in here. So it's just starting to brown off. So it's been in here at this stage for about 20 minutes and it's pulling away from the side, which pretty much means it's starting to cook through. Once you see a, a small slice like this pulling away from the edge. So I'm just going to give that, it's probably been 15, 17 minutes. I'm going to give that another, uh, say, 10 minutes and it should be ready. Okay, so here we are. Want to have a look? Sure. All right. Nice and brown. Wow, that looks really nice. Do you think the birds will enjoy that? Definitely. Okay, so what I'm going to do is just take them out of the oven and let them sit 
for a bit before I try and cut them up so they're nice and firm. Can you see that? Yes. They reckon a bird will think that's yummy. Definitely. So that is my New Year's bird cake. So I don't try and cut it while it's hot because that will just not cut very well. Turn the oven off and just let it sit and then come back in about 15 minutes and slice it up. Some will crumble up because the finches prefer more crumblier mix. So what do you think? Wow, it looks really good. So I hope someone learnt some new bird cooking tips and please uh, try it out, see if your birds like it. And if you have your own recipe, I'm sure that BirdCast would be interested in hearing about it, wouldn't they? Definitely. So how can they get in touch, BirdCast? Remember, we have an Instagram, birdman underscore dad, and a YouTube channel, birdman dad. We also have an email, goosemancrate at gmail.com. Make sure to get in touch with us. And maybe we can put some photos of my New Year's bird cake on your Instagram account. Definitely. Alright everyone, bye. Bye.